Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Nile or Nine podcast. Woo! Yeah, it is myself and Andre Cleary. I am Nile Nile or Nine. What am I doing? <laughs> Nile Nine. Do you know, do you know what the problem is? My phone is, is Nile Nine. Nile Nine. I can't actually hear myself at the moment, and it makes me feel weird. Okay. Uh, so I'm gonna turn myself back on so I can hear myself. Hi. Okay. How are Hi. we? Hi. <laughs> how Sorry. are we? It's been a long day. It's been a very long day. You're telling me. Um, I'm kind of <laughs> echoing in myself here now, so I can hear two versions of myself. I'm multiplying. Okay. Would, you, would you like me to tell the listeners what's going on? Please. Okay. Please. We have, uh, as you can probably tell by the title of this podcast, we have spoken to friend of the show, um, Richie Egan, Richie Jape, Jape, new album out on the 11th, which is, what day are they going to be listening to this? Friday. Thursday? I mean, yeah, day day after. Yeah, tomorrow. It's out tomorrow. Um, We chatted with him about five tracks that uh, influenced the album or that he loves, um, mostly, if not all, Irish Irish electronic electronic music Mm. tracks that, um, you know, kind of are part of his musical DNA. Yeah. uh, Because I don't think we'd ever done that before. So it was nice to do it. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's it. I mean, we talked a bit about Halloween. I told him which one of his tracks nearly gave me an anxiety attack on the Lewis, which is which was fun. So stay tuned so, for that. Yeah, um, if you want to find out what track gave Andrea a near anxiety attack, then stick around. <laughs> this is great. This is this is good marketing, Niall. And if you want this to support content creation uh, and uh, Andrea's therapy for said anxiety <laughs> attack, it's patreon.com forward slash nine or nine. Pay for my therapy, please. <laughs> Where you please. can support us and uh, and get access to all of the, the goodies like Discord and stuff like that. So yes. that's where we're at. Um, yeah. How are you doing otherwise? What's crack? Look, I'm, I'm good. I'm 
I'm I'm booked and busy, Niall. Um, oh, booked can I give busy. a quick plug? Oh, actually, yeah, please do. Um, this Sunday uh, in Shine, mm, I'm going to say half past seven, although I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, I'm going to be Gig part time. of um, blah 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 uh, Blahine de Burka's um, comedy panel show, which I'm like. I'm a, you know, I was told it was a panel and then I read about it and it said comedy funny. panel. So I'm feeling, <laughs> uh, feeling a bit nervous, but, um, there's two things I do know, um, which are, um, music and intersectional feminism. And that is the topic of the, uh, of the panel. So it's going to be really chill vibes. Um, if people are interested in coming along, you can, uh, buy a ticket. Um, it's a charitable thing so money money goes to kind of various different charities we each got to pick a charity and um yeah it's gonna be a cool panel uh come along if you'd like it's gonna be chill and i'll be there and i think if you're looking for a link for it it's in the nine or nine gig guide this week nine or nine gig guides um and uh yeah you're say livy de and carla chub also yes yeah yeah three of us and blahin are going to be absolutely given it to the Irish music industry and have it says it lasts for four and a half hours so hope you get on well I'm joking of course well. <laughs> that's just my section that's I, it. I, I, I requested four and a half hours for my opinions <laughs> um but yeah do come along I am excited to do it um I think yeah. it's the first kind of live event thing I've done in well, a while anyway. So, very good. Listen, you have to tell me about how Julie Jacqueline went last week. How did you get on? Fabulous, now. She was brilliant. Yeah. She was absolutely brilliant. Do you know what? She, um, I, I mentioned this when we were talking to Richie, but she came out on the stage. She told us she was nervous. She still seemed a bit nervous throughout the show, but my God, I've never seen a performer manage their nerves in terms of, you know, being a vocalist. Mm. while being nervous i imagine it's quite difficult um what what a powerful voice like absolutely just note perfect stunning brilliant crowd was great everybody just you know in awe of her everyone there in love with her um we we, uh, me and my pals had a spare ticket so we brought along a friend of ours who'd never listened to her before never you know heard of her or anything and he just fell in love with her as well so um it was a really great show it was really great nice. i really enjoyed it yeah i got a nice t-shirt um it was good great great mm. i'm gonna go to a few gigs the next week or so I'm gonna go see some big pig uh kendrick as well hopefully this weekend um, are you going and- to kendrick yeah, hopefully Sunday, that's uh, the plan. And uh, the likes of Confidence Man coming up. We're going to see the Mary Wallopers. I think you're going to be there as well. And then, of course, other voices as well. So Yeah, I've nice. got uh, Mary Wallopers later in the month. And I've got Pavement um, tonight, as people listen to it. Tomorrow night, right. if you're me, um, which which will be fun. Lovely, lovely. So we talked to Richie about uh, his new album, which is out this week, as we said, on Faction Records. Follow up to 2019 Sentinel, which was much more of a singer songwriter record. As he discussed, this album is kind of a stopgap, kind of a, a, a loosening of the mental block 
that he experienced while he was making another album, which is due to come. Um, so uh, a bit of background on the album. Uh, uh, 9K High Volume 1. I picked up an old Casio FZ1 sampler a while ago and I completely restored my creative flow. It had a sound I felt like I was searching for my whole life. I made a bunch of songs with it and then I had an idea for a record that would sound like a tape you found on the floor of a rave years ago only to discover it in a drawer years later. I'm lucky that I got to experience first a punk musical education and then later a dance education. 9K High Volume 1 is my love letter to those days. There's a lot of love in those frequencies. So he says, this is dance music for walking around graveyards, uh, a tape you find on the floor of a rave. So an instrumental electronic record. So with that in mind, we thought we'd talk to him about, you know, some electronic music that he likes. So uh, uh, let's play a bit of uh, a track from Jabe called uh and then uh and then uh visit richie in malmo Richie Egan, how are you? How are you nice doing? Well. To join us. Hey, Andrea, how are you? Are you? Hello. How are things where you are? You are in Malmo, is it? In Malmo, yeah. In yeah, Malmo here. Yeah, yeah we just there. had Halloween. Been here for about 10 years now. Yeah, isn't it? Wow. Yeah. Time flies, huh? Time it goes, flies. Goes how fast. was Halloween? Did you dress up? Uh, I didn't dress up myself, no, but uh, I definitely made a few costumes, though, for the kids. Okay. A scarecrow. Nice. Yeah. A vampire, and we're going to make the little guy into a Homer Simpson, but we did with that. Never got oh. that one. <laughs> I like that you chose classic costumes. Though. Yeah, no minions just, or Elsons or yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just a simple. Yeah, you got to go with the classics first. Like, yeah, I think so. Nothing wrong with a Frankenstein or a yeah, or a ghost. A black, a black, an old black plastic bag. That's always a good one. Ah, uh, well. <laughs> I was trying to explain the concept of help the Halloween party to them. You know, they were just like looking at me like a two heads. You only got fruit. Only, you only got fruit. You didn't get any yeah. candy. Yeah. I only remembered the help the Halloween party thing the other day. And it came back to me that that's what I used to say when I was young. And I was trying to pinpoint the year when, when it changed to trick it sort or treat. It just, just phased out, didn't it? Like, yeah, it just happened. Uh, but yeah. I looked it up. It was apparently in, in, the, in the early 2000s. It yeah. started to switch to trick or treat. But um. Hell, I like help the get, Halloween party. Do you remember getting like a, a whole lot of wa- a surplus of walnuts in the bottom of your bag? Do you remember that? It was just like and monkey nuts, yeah, monkey Disgusting. nuts, just like insane amount Disgusting. of monkey nuts. Yeah, I still don't eat them. How, do you know you're traumatized by the monkey? Nuts. Anti, anti monkey nut, anti walnut. 
There was one house near us one year had candy and there was literally a queue of about 50 kids queuing up. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, candy. It's such a novelty, you know, and now it's just like, yeah. now they, they have so much candy, they don't even, can't even eat it. Yeah. Last year, there was a kid that called to the door and she kept coming back. She just kept coming back. <laughs> so he was like, yeah, hey, you were here already. It was like, yeah, but yeah. there's not that many. Like, yeah, you know, it depends had, where you live. There was one, uh, one, three kids came to the door, two of them were dressed up and then there was a slightly older kid, like about 12, and he just had a black jacket on and he was just like grabbing <laughs> shit yeah. like, what are you I supposed mean, to be man come on make an effort dude. yeah what can you do what can you do it's, <laughs> it's the, the curb your enthusiasm episode when the like 15 <laughs> or 16 year old girls come to his house and he's like no i'm not you're not even dressed up like, no way get out of here <laughs> it's very good yeah. i think if someone it. comes to your house looking for sweets on halloween yeah, night just give it to them just give them the sweets that's the very larry give them a sweet god's sake well, I, I live on the top floor of an apartment complex and there ah. are kids around because I hear them screaming constantly outside yeah. the window and they exist within the building because I've seen them. So yeah. I left like I have a little Halloween like like doormat outside and was like, but I, I mean, they'd have no reason to come up to the top floor. But every year I'm living here about eight or nine years and every year yeah. I get loads and loads of sweets in and not once has anyone knocked on the door. And it oh. is devastating. Apartment blocks are shit for that. Yeah, they're crap. It's so shit like. It's, There's got to yeah, be some way upsetting. to sort of advertise your candy hall. <laughs> in the window like, or something. Get a projector Maybe I'll try that next year. Like project yeah. 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 Candy, <laughs> top floor, special. <laughs> top floor. <laughs> Altitude sickness not included, but yeah. <laughs> Come visit the stranger on, on, on floor seven. <laughs> yeah, totally. If you yeah. get a yeah. nosebleed, yeah. no, no, no legal recourse. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever made any any uh, spooky Halloween music? I worked on a few cartoons, so I think there was one or two uh, kind of Halloweeny things going on somewhere. Around. That's fun. Yeah. At the old Terramino. Mm. <laughs> That's always a good the one. spookiest instrument. Nice. Yeah, it nice. is. The theremin so and, and the organ, match made yeah, in heaven. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, tell us a bit about this new record, Nine K, yeah. Volume One. Uh, when did you, when 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 is the timeline for this? When did you start it? Uh, basically, you I was it? working. I'm working on a totally different record, sort of a more conventional album. And uh, I was kind of hitting a bit of a dead end. I had a, about seven or eight songs, but then I was just getting a bit of a dead end on the go. Uh, and I just was, I'm always buying and selling equipment. So there was a guy in the area who was selling this old sampler. It's Casio, I've said one uh, from like the 80s. And I just took a chance on it, bought it. And it was like kind of epiphany, you know, it was an amazing uh, piece of gears. I got it for 300 euros. There was ridiculous money back in the day. And uh, it just has an amazing sound. So it really inspired me to just make a whole lot of tracks. And uh, I was like, this could be a record. And then I also felt it sounded quite odd to me. So I was just like, just like get, lash it out this year, basically get it out in the mm. autumn. Uh, and we're and still continue to work on the other record and put that one out next year. So. Very good. Yeah. So you say like the sampler is very low bit. So what do you think that kind of that quality? It just has a beautiful sound. It's very hard to explain unless you hear it. Basically, it's like, it just takes the sound and makes it sound like it's underwater and sort of like um, like it's kind of smeared, you know, uh, mm. and it just has a really beautiful sound, especially with voices. Like if you sample a voice into it and play it as a as a kind of a chromatic scale or whatever, it's just really emotional sounding, you know. So I was sampling the kids in and sampling myself in and uh, yeah, it's just great. I mean, yeah. there's it's a total secret weapon. I could see them like going up in price big time in the next few years i know after i got it i found out that um apex twin 
uh, and uh, music and all all the all the selected ambient work stuff and everything. Yeah. It's like all the Alberto Balsam. That's all the that exact keyboard and it has the sound you know and like there's a lot of stuff now you see a lot of people using tape machines and you know making that kind of ambient sound and it's kind of you know whatever but this had something i just thought was a little bit different uh and really cool in my opinion yeah, so. yeah. So yeah, if you're making stuff like you, would you run everything through? Does did you run yeah. tracks on this through a digital interface as well? Yeah, the the, pro, the 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 process with this is what what made it so cool is that everything takes ages. Like if you want to make a sound with it, it, it actually takes ages. You have to record the sound in. Then there's all this thing getting the level right because it's really finicky with the levels. Then you, you get the level right. So it's you're like you're taking you're taking ages to get like one sound, and then then record it into the computer, uh, and then just like mix it together in the in the computer. Uh, but the whole the, that was a good thing because sometimes if you have like a writer's block, which I had a bit when I was kind of got this thing, it's good to just have a bit of donkey work to do. You know, just start doing something like just work on something like practical rather than creative. And if you can get into the the mindset of that, sometimes that will open a door to being creative. Then you know, I remember there was a great interview with Lisa Hannigan where she said that if you're if you're making creative work, it's like being a deep sea diver. You know, you're not just going to go into straight making it. There's a, there's a period where you basically have to get down to the bottom of the ocean and with something like this, because it's so limited, it actually, it forces you to do work, which kind of gets you halfway down to the bottom of the ocean. So that, that's mm. why uh, it worked good, this one. Yeah. So you described, uh, you know, you're saying a lot of maybe this brought up feelings of nostalgia for, you're talking about specifically because of maybe your upbringing, you're talking about being between punk music and and dance music and like obviously the video for uh, uh has uh, yeah. some footage from bass bin and stuff like that like i mean do you think it's different now i mean i guess everyone's gone through a different period like our 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 upbringings musical upbringings are different to what yeah. people are i found it interesting seeing uh you know since the pandemic uh it really i feel like it's really accelerated people who stop going to gigs for sure but then also a whole new generation of people who suddenly seem to be DJing and producing and doing a lot of stuff mm. and just speaking in Dublin terms like looking at the gig guide and you're like god there's all these people who I've never heard of before mm. like two years is a long time you know yeah I mean? yeah so like mm. you're talking about the bass bin stuff like that's not that long ago really but like it is when you look at the footage of the video you're like wow yeah. technology has, has come a long way really yeah. hasn't it yeah like that looks like something that I wasn't alive for almost, but I actually totally yeah, was. Yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like I guess we're so used to those like rave videos as well of like I think it just moves stuff. it just moves so fast, like cultural uh city moves so fast, you know. In Dublin now, when I go back to Dublin, it just feels like a different place to me now, you know. There's so much stuff that's culturally formative for a whole new generation of artists. And like you say, two years, that's two whole generations of artists, you know. It just moves so fast. But it all sorts of piles on top of each other and informs itself as it's as it's growing, to a certain extent. Uh, um, and I think it's cool to. I've always felt that like it's it's cool to feel a connection to, you know, older artists and younger artists because it's all part of a, like a chain, you know, that's yeah, moving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like you say, but you don't when you when you get older, you don't realize how fast the chain moves. And suddenly mm-hmm. you look back and you're like, holy shit, that's a rusty looking chain now. This, yeah. This day and age. <laughs> But I mean, in it, in the pandemic as well, I mean, with, with two years with people, you know, working at home or being confined to being at home, m- most people, whether it's a work laptop or their home laptop, they've got access to a machine that can make music and they've nothing yeah. but time to practice and to kind of hone those skills as well. So it's I, I, I don't think it's a surprise that the 
what's what's coming out now does seem to be kind of more towards the electronic side of things. Like we're not seeing a whole lot of new bands who have been yeah, spending the past that, four years practicing together because they yeah, couldn't, you know. So it's interesting. Yeah. yeah, totally. I mean, like, you know, if you look at like like my algorithm is just basically people telling you how to use Ableton and how to use mm-hmm. Logic and like it's people can do it at home and as an older artist myself I almost like sometimes I'm like geez man my time has passed you know but it sometimes you you find these little chinks of like light where you're like okay this is actually something that I think is worth saying you know regardless mm. of anything else so you, you say that and hopefully it can it can add to the conversation you know mm. Yeah, well, the yeah. new album is a bit like that. It's like a collection of work that seems drawn from a very specific well, which is a nice way to look at an album, especially an electronic album. Yeah. And, you know, we'll talk about some of the music that you picked for us, which is kind of Irish electronic music of the last 20 years, generally. Yeah. Um, so let's let's actually play the first track you picked. Uh, a producer who's been around a long time himself, uh, Donegal Costello, uh, producing a lot of electronic music back to the mid 90s maybe so a track you picked is uh, Warm Embrace we'll play a bit of it here uh, this is from his 2010 album Before We Say Goodbye <laughs> So that's Donica Costello, A Warm Embrace is the name of that track. Um, Donica's been making music actually since the late 80s as well. I don't actually, have you ever met him? I've never met him myself. Yeah, I've met, met Donica a few times. Uh, he's just always, he's a quite, um, he like, he seems to just, I'm, I don't know if he's making music recently, but he went through a long he made period. something last year, yeah, yeah, he made something last year. He's uh, he's constantly working, you know, and he finds like a, he finds a, a kind of an idea and just milks that idea and makes something beautiful with it. Like the thing with Dunica is if you go through all his work, it's quite diverse. Like he has some guitar based kind of ambient stuff and he's got some kind of Berlin techno stuff and all, but the one thing, the one thread going through, it's always amazing taste. You know, the choices of the sounds are always just really top notch, you know? And uh, sometimes I feel like he doesn't get enough credit for being like, I think he's probably, I think he's probably one of the, like he is one of the best electronic producers to ever come from Ireland. Uh, just in terms of his, the level of like skill basically, you yeah. know, and it's hard sometimes maybe location isn't, is a, is a factor in that, you know, cause he's like, 
it feels like if he was from Detroit or something, he'd be like massive, you know, that kind of way. So, um, yeah, and I think that it's, it just shows though, if you make something beautiful and stick it out there, it kind of has a, has a longevity. Um, and his stuff definitely has longevity. Like you can go back to a lot of his stuff and it's, it's, it still resonates. Like, yeah, I was listening to something that he made, um, because you you picked that track, I went back and I was looking at what I'd written about Dunica over the years, and uh, there was something from 2015 uh, with the Bukla synth, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He did a couple of albums of that in 2015. And it's all it's all up there on Bandcamp as well, like to hear. So he's he's very prolific in terms of yeah. output still, like you said, and uh, loads of music there to listen to. So why did you pick this track then specifically? Uh, I just love that tune. It's one of them ones that you can just, like one of my biggest things I live, I, I this is a thread that goes through all the, my new record and the track I chose is that I love walking around listening to music basically. And there's a graveyard where we live beside a really amazing graveyard and I often walk there and um, it's just, such a hobby of mine to just listen to music walking around the place and something like that track is very much uh you know repetitive and kind of like it can make you into a meditative state uh mm-hmm. and it's got beautiful textures so yeah that's that's my buzz at the minute walk around walk around graveyards well that's what you said about the album it is uh dance yeah. music for walking yeah. in graveyards that's for some reason that just seems to be a recurrent theme in my life at the moment yeah. well i didn't have you for, for being a, a sad girl autumn or sad autumn girl but <laughs> yeah. you're welcome to the club you're in yeah yeah, yeah totally. that's what that's the funny thing is though andre that's why i wanted to get it out and all. i don't think it's a summer it doesn't sound like a summer record to me i want to mm. get it out in autumn yeah so, yeah my biggest thing i wanted to say was like try and like have some weird thing where you have like you mark it like a because it's 25 minutes long so you say okay it's called the 9k high walk or something so you gotta put headphones on you gotta walk for 25 minutes outdoors listening to it that's mm. part of the part of the um charm because i think that walk and you know when you listen to music when you're walking around it's something something yeah. amazing about it like it's just better yeah. than sitting at home <laughs> for sure for sure well the next track is another one uh that is very expansive and and likes to it takes its time it's uh, a new jackson david kit track having a coke with you featuring a uh frank o'hara poem well just the title of the track having a coke with you let's have a listen to a bit of that this is a 10 minute track so we'll just hear a bit of it
that's New Jackson having a coke with you. Um, I mean, it's a beautiful track. And is it Margie does strings on that one? I don't know, actually. I don't know if she yeah. is. It's her strings. It could be her. All right, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Margie Lewis. Possibly. He used to live He used to live in Sandy Mount, you know, and he lived yeah. uh, on the seafront there in Sandy Mount. And I remember so many times going back to his gaff and he'd be like playing these tunes. Like I, I could have chosen a number of New Jackson tunes, but we'd stay up all night like listening to his, his tunes and like I just remember the, the sun coming up and looking out over the sea and that that music just reminds me so much of Sandy Mount and just looking out over the sea you know there and I think that it just sounds it sounds really Irish or really Dublin to me but in a really weird way that's not like very obvious or something mm. but maybe that's just because of my experience of, of that but um, I just I think it's lovely and just again the choice of the the choice of tones the textures are so beautiful and and also with Kitzer he's really not afraid to take his time with, yeah. with an idea and let it just mm. develop in a very um, beautiful way you know Arthur Russell-esque sort of stuff going down actually stopped in uh, when I was in New York a couple of weeks ago stopped at the plaque Frank O'Hara plaque <laughs> wow. in uh, mm. the Greenwich Village yeah. as it happens my mate was like there's the Frank O'Hara plaque he was like so I went over Sorry, cool, very good. So that's a Frank O'Hara <laughs> poem. Uh, having a uh, coke with you. Um, now your next track is a dairy artist uh, called Orla. Um, this is one of her, probably one of her early tracks. I mean, definitely a lot of uh, early stuff here from Orla that was very seminal. Let's listen to this track from 2016. It's called uh, "UK Lonely." <laughs> That track has a very well-known vocal uh, sample there, Richie. Do you know what it is? I don't. I actually don't know what the sample is. No. Uh, Erica Badu, on and on. Is ah. sample. Yeah, yeah. So, um, really nice use of that as well. Uh, kind of tell me why you picked this track. I just love the production. I think the production is insanely good. Like if you're listening to all the perc- percussion stuff in the background, there's these weird bongos that sound like um, bubbles popping, and just like the whole thing is so. Uh, beautifully expansive like the low end is perfect and then the vocal sample thing is is amazing as well so it's just like it's another good walking one like just just a good sugar yeah mm. yeah i've had a couple of good nights with uh with orla djing uh on the decks most recently and all together now actually she played closed one of the that arcadia stage with all the fire mm. um, oh yeah and uh, it was a good vibe and surprisingly played a uh, bit of a crusty vibe going on with the no no the it was, I mean what you call it those steampunk do you know those yeah yeah it looks a bit like that yeah vibe. yeah yeah but you know especially when you see it in the distance it looks great because you're like yeah. 
oh, there's a, there's still a party happening over there and you go over. Yeah. And I remember we came over just at the end because I was DJing that night and then I came, we went over. And <laughs> our last song was uh, Madonna and uh, Justin Timberlake, Four Minutes. You know that track? Oh, it was like one banger. of those like, ah, great. Yeah. It was <laughs> like surprises, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah kind of vibe. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Uh, so lovely. That's Orla. Uh, she's from Derry as well. Um, so this next track is... Uh, well, it's a collection. It's an album as well. So BB84, Art and the Crusher. I've been re-watching Twin Peaks lately and this is very suitable music oh, yeah. for that. So, but this is, talk, about, talk about autumn spooky music. This is <laughs> right up the street. Okay. I'm going to be honest with you, Richie. I listened to this for the first time today. I was on a packed Lewis. I'd had a <laughs> long day. I'd had a very long day. Yeah, and okay. I put it on and I was like... I'm going to have a panic attack <laughs> if yeah. I don't turn this off right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So I came home and I listened to it again in a slightly better state after I'd had my cup of tea and was a little bit more receptive to it. But I, I found this today on that Lewis a very yeah, no, stressful experience. Oh my God. You need to be, it feels like you need to be around nature to really enjoy. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I should have been walking. That's the, the thing. Yeah. This is, this is walking music. Yeah. 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 Well, look, <laughs> there's 36 minutes of of music from Arden the Crusher on, and we're going to play all of them now. Yeah, BBA for <laughs> let's let's play a little bit of it here. This is a track called Power. Easy way to feed that. Yeah, I tell you, it's not. It's one of those ones that it doesn't really. It's not going to work as a snippet. That no, this particular no, no. But thing. Mm, yeah, just say that's, it's a total that's a, trip. Like you know, yeah, that's a 16, 16 and a half minute track. So tell me a little bit about this. Um, I'll give you. The, I'll give you the uh, the uh, description on it first. Uh, Arden the Crusher was the first large scale engineering project undertaken by the post colonial Irish government. The station harnesses the power of the River Shannon to generate electricity for most of the country. On this, their first album, BB84, harnessed the power of the post-industrial landscape to generate a large-scale electronic onslaught of epic dimensions. So, yeah, very much like field recording and noise and industrial stuff. Uh, who's involved in this? Um, I, well, George Brennan 
um, a moose and there's two other people that I don't, don't actually remember their name. Heidi Shine and uh, Natalia Bayless as well, who does a lot yeah. of It's of this stuff, you know, there's so much of this stuff on Bandcamp. There is, yeah. There's so yeah. much of this. And in order to find good stuff, it's really hard. There's so much shite, like it's just like 20 minute long drone or something like that. It's hard to find the gold, but this is so good in terms of like the the the, the complexity of, of what's going on. Like you have very dense, big sounds coupled with really small like you i i love the way you kind of hear guitar effect pedals kind of going on and off as yeah, well because moose it, moose makes electric like pedals and stuff he makes he? pedals yeah that's one of yeah. the things he's very well known for like he and the other thing with it i was just talking to a guy last week daniel fitzpatrick about george brennan right george brennan is another unsung hero of irish music he's been making music for years like back deep burial yeah, and deep like burial, all yeah. cholera house and all this stuff so he's like he kind of comes from a kind of a hip-hop dance background and in this thing, which is like music, concrete, deep drone stuff, whatever, there's still a really cool groove going on in like, it's still, if you kind of get into this groove with it. And I think that uh, it just lifts it above a lot of the stuff that is like that. It came out on vinyl. I missed the vinyl. So it sold out on vinyl. So I just have it on a digital download, but um, it's great stuff. Deadly stuff. And I like, I like the idea. It's kind of got a bit of a Wicklow vibe off as well. You kind of, Wicklow represent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very good. It's very like good. you have synesthesia, but it's just like the counties of Ireland that you imagine <laughs> instead of colours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a nice way of thinking about it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this was actually recorded with Rean Trench as well. Uh, so I didn't know Rean was involved even. Yeah, in, in so it, I think yeah. it just recorded it and then produced and mixed by George uh, at the yeah. Meadow at Rean Studio. Uh, which I hear is a very nice also in Wicklow of course so uh, yeah yeah bb84.bankup.com we'll obviously put anything uh, we're playing here in a link on the show notes Uh, and okay next track is a pal of yours my buddy Uh, yeah Uh, so it's Comte but also you people might know uh, the artist as uh, Good Time John or John Cowie so let's play a bit of a track from this is a recent release as well isn't it this is a Beach, the uh, two E's from Comte. Thank you. 
obviously very difficult to give you a full flavour of what yeah. happened there but that's a good example actually I meant to say there I just looked it up I forgot uh, a good resource for me for all a lot of this kind of music from Bandcamp was Bandcloud I didn't realise uh, Aiden had stopped doing it very recently yeah. I saw yeah, that on yeah, Twitter Yeah, I didn't realise that yeah but that's another one a, bites the dust yeah there's uh, one two three four five six like eight years nine years of archives there of a uh, weekly email very uh, useful and interesting and even myself like I'd always dip into it but I like I always feel like I was discovering something new as well you know there's, so yeah there's so much stuff you know nowadays every week to week there's so much stuff but John's John's been like he's been making this Comte stuff and it's hilarious with John like you go for a beer with him he wouldn't even tell you he's 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 done it you know and then you see it on Bandcamp you're like did you just put out a thing on Bandcamp <laughs> it's like yeah and that one he has got a guy from uh, it was working with play saxophone on that track it's a lovely track and again it's this thing this is the meditative head state kind of walking around music vibe but he's really getting into it is that vibe you know it's cool to see people artists when they get a bit older they kind of like you can't i mean it's hard to to continually stay fresh and um you find something new you just have to go down that avenue and see where it takes you and that's where he's going down with that stuff at the moment he's loving it yeah so he's he's based in mambo as well right he's in mambo too yeah exactly yeah yeah and what about um your own um sources for music these days? Like what like is it trolling through Bandcamp or where uh, are you finding it? Oh, I still like I still find it all over the place, you know. Like just I just try to seek out whatever is happening. And actually, even though Twitter's gone to shit now, Twitter's a good spot for finding stuff. That's a good place and you know, you follow people like yourselves and see what who's who's blogging about. I check everything out, like, you know, every but it does. Twitter has it's it's a bit of a cesspool though. It has become a bit yeah. of a cesspool. I but it's our cesspool. Do you know? Yeah. It was our cesspool. I was fine swimming in our filth, but yeah. then you he had go, to come in and buy the filth. filth. Yeah, yeah, I have to yeah. find my new filth. I think Mastodon yeah. might be a bit um it, yeah, a bit it looks ruly. like maybe it's a little bit uh maybe like underdeveloped or something at the minute, is it? It's, it's like it's kind of it's very heavily moderated. We'll yeah. put it that way. And I'm yeah. like, I'm pro moderation, but yeah. in moderation, <laughs> like it's it's a bit, mm, yeah. We'll chat off yeah. air about it. I have many thoughts. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, so Twitter, Twitter is an amazing spot to find. Like, it's it's funny, especially in Ireland, you get some. Like you, you get a band or an artist who'll f- follow you or something and they've got, you know, 20 or 30 followers because they're, they're only new and they'll, they'll tweet out something, um, and you know, very, very little engagement on it and you click into it and you're like, oh, this it's is really class. Good. How much yeah. stuff am I missing, you know, for the, for the artists that don't have Twitter <laughs> or who aren't kind of promoting themselves and in yeah. these kind of more like, like obvious avenues, not, it's you not, know. It's not very cool to say, but Spotify radio is actually pretty cool as well. It is. Like I, yeah. I was listening to Dean Blunt a while ago and this, this artist came up called Naran Rattan. Mm. And I was like, what's this? And it's literally the best album I've heard in like the last five years or something. Okay. Do you know that record? No, no. 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 Oh man, check it out. And then I actually found out afterwards that Frank Ocean had put it on one of his uh, Apple 
uh, radio shows, one of the songs. Oh, right. And it's called Trees, etc. is the name of the album. Okay, and it's fucking her. insanely Great good. Great name for an album. Like, so good. And I, I got that through uh, Spotify Radio, which is the, probably the most uncool way to discover music. <laughs> <you know? laughs> No, yeah. I mean, Nar- sometimes the algorithms work, Na- right? Naran Ratan, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. So, I mean, other than other than the album, then what else has got you working? You were doing a lot of uh, music for um, TV shows and stuff and kids shows as well. It's just doing doing a bit of commercial work, uh, still doing a bit of that, just trying to kind of keep the head above the water. Like, it's like musicians these days, I think we all need to have a lot of strings to our bows, you know? Uh, and my thing is just keep busy keep positive and keep keep working and like uh yeah so you probably won't be doing live gigs with this i'd say will you i mean maybe one or two festivals next summer i think i could get a decent like beef it up a bit and make it into a kind of a nice little um body and soul type of a festival gig i think it would work that way but yeah it's definitely not going to be like a turn around the place with it Uh, and i'm still working on the other record as well so yeah how's the other record going it's going, going now. It's going good because this helped me to just break a block, you know. Because I had a block yeah. with it, and this, this, this bunch of tunes just kind of like opened up that up. Um, and sometimes mm. you need that. Uh, like I love the idea of. I'd love to be able to just be a a musician who just made music in my studio, released it, and didn't really tour so much. I did a tour mm. last year around Ireland, and I didn't really. I was just too nervous to be honest with you. Again, I don't know what it is, okay. but. We get very much anxiety now doing live gigs. I can't really handle them mm. as much as I used to. So I was uh, at Julia Jacqueline last week in Vicker Street and I really admired. She she came out on the stage. She forgot the words in her first song um, twice, actually, and she had to start over. And after the first song, she just told us that she was really, really tired and really, really nervous. Wow. And there was just something with how upfront she was about it. And and throughout the rest of the set, you know, she 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 sort of would allude to it now and then and, and be like, still feeling a bit nervous or still feeling a bit off. And I really admired that sort of like honesty yeah. and the ownership she had in coming out and just owning that because, you know, people like if, if you're not a pop star, if you're not Taylor Swift yeah. and people aren't paying, yeah. you know, 200 quid to see you do backflips through the air or whatever, then yeah. that sort of vulnerability, I think, is, is 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 something that we should have space for in the kind of live events, definitely. I, yeah, 100%, 100%. And like, there seems to be something going on with artists. Like, I mean, if you look at Arlo mm. Parks last year when she had yeah. the whole thing, like, it seems like there's a lot of artists, and I would include myself in this, who are finding it really hard to play live. And yeah. I don't know why that is exactly, but it does seem like there's a much higher percentage of artists who are suffering from anxiety. Mm. From maybe it's because the need they they need to do it or something, you know. I don't yeah. know, but uh, yeah. And it's it, weird... it, I mean, it's hard to be an artist and head out and you know try and enjoy a tour, knowing that. I mean, we're we're hearing now story after story of of uh, artists being really upfront and honest about what money they're making on tour yeah. and what money they're losing more importantly yeah. while on tour. I mean, if you look at Animal Collective, it's like the, if you look at them, like, yeah. if you're looking at Animal, like for me, Animal Collective are like a huge band, like, yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. in terms of indie and then they're saying that. And I mean, I would like, you know, there's no way I could tour with a band now, mm. like ever. Yeah. Again, but, uh, yeah. 
So, how, so, so how's anyone supposed to go out and, you know, give give the show of their lives when every second you're out there, you're like, well, there's another. Yeah. And you know, you know what, you're Andrew, watching what, the- it's funny you should say that, right? It's very, very funny you should say that because last year when I did the tour, I had to do mm. it as a two piece, you know, so I did it, me and Matthew did it and that was grand. But like there's a, there's there's definite comfort you get from playing with a full band. Yeah, uh, that you can you can make the songs better for people and all this kind of thing. So when you're stripping it back for financial reasons, basically to do it as a mm. one piece or a two piece, maybe that's adding to the anxiety because you know it's not as good as it probably should be. Yeah, but you still need to, like did you see Ian Brown doing that gig, kind of just the while. Ago? I never saw it. I never saw it. But <laughs> while like, he was kind of like, yeah. I mean, track. I was people were laughing. I was just going, man, that dude, he probably just needs to pay the fucking bills. Like standing on stage with a backing yeah. track, basically, and it was kind of sad, but. You kind of go. That's the. That's where we're at, basically. You yeah. know, that's like if Ian Brown has to go on stage with a microphone and do it, and I'm just like looking at. I always laugh at this. I'm looking at stand-up comedians. I'm just going. They knew. They fucking knew. <laughs> oh yeah, SM57. You're up on stage. Yeah. It's a few jokes. Bam. You're yeah. off. That's it. No, I mean, all, all the blood, sweat and tears goes into that, obviously, in the first place. But Jesus, yeah. Yeah. you look at people like playing, I think, Joanne McNally. I went to see her recently in Vicar Street because she's playing like 60 something, maybe more in, in one year. Yeah. Like playing, basically playing most days that aren't uh, booked in yeah. Vicar Street. And it's packed out and you're like, wow, that's one person with one mm, microphone yeah it's such a different vibe but i think yeah like we don't think any of us saw this coming obviously cost of living crisis brexit all the other issues the that perfect come storm up. yeah like mm. it's it's fucking weird at the moment and i go through doing the gig guide every week and going through if you go through Ticketmaster and just have a look at what's coming up you'll see cancelled 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 wow. yeah, really, so yeah. many gigs rescheduled just, as well not even rescheduled know. anymore like I mean really? a lot of stuff is just plain cancelled you know mm. um, stuff you think would be able to fill a room or whatever it's just it's now yeah. uh, tough to bring those especially the American acts I think as well yeah. which is where the animal collector thing probably comes from as well although mm. I think he's still based in Portugal one of them is still based in Portugal isn't he Panda Bear um, Panda Bear yeah there. so yeah it's a weird one at the moment I mean I don't know where we're going with it but uh, it certainly seems like a lot less touring acts uh, yeah. for yeah. sure but like you know maybe it's like what we're talking about the nature of records like these you know they're like headphones records or maybe there's more DJing and that kind of stuff happening yeah and, you know it's, I think artists it's, will adjust like that's it's a cyclical you know thing. I've I've, I've said it a million times on this podcast but like art like musicians and artists are the most like flexible and adaptable people mm-hmm. like if they'll they'll find a way to make the music happen and whether you have to strip it back down from a band or whether you move more into like the kind of the electronic area if, if you don't want to be someone standing on a stage with just a guitar and you like you know i think i think we'll see that that kind of adaptability just happening hopefully in very creative ways but it is it, it i think it will be very tiring. creative because it, it's because what happens is you just basically you weed out the people who are not in it for the right reasons and you just leave mm. the, the basically the nutcases that can only do what they do because they have to do it yeah like you get some beautiful shit from that you know but like you say it's weird weird times yeah, it, it'd be nice if artists had the opportunity to adapt to something positive for a change and yeah, not just yeah, have yeah. to keep responding to like <laughs> yeah. COVID, Brexit, like, you know, cost yeah. of living, like a housing crisis, all that. But, you know, maybe someday. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, Richie, well done on the record. Thanks. And uh, lovely to chat to you. Yeah, Great it's brilliant. K High Volume 1. So that, does that mean there's a Volume 2? There's or? loads of volumes, man. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> 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 right. move for volumes. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, what was and so yours, Autumn. your suggestion is go for a walk with it. 25 minutes. That's my only thing. Like, just, I'd love if people could just take it for a walk. 25 minutes. And like, Great. you know, it's just nice to be able to put something into the world that when you hear a thing that you haven't heard before and you make it and you stick it into the world, it's a nice feeling. And I think it's beautiful and I hope people resonate. I don't know it's going to be resonate on a big scale. I don't think it will, but it'll resonate with people who like frequencies, I hope. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah, I agree. There All right, Richie. Thanks a million. Fair play to you. Good Thanks to so much. To Have All a right. good one. Thanks, Thanks a million. to Richie for uh, coming on the podcast it was 2018 one of the first episodes uh, he was last on talking about before my time and procrastination yeah before your time uh, mm. it was like the fourth episode we ever did I actually can't mm. find the audio I have to dig it out um, and put it back up again but uh, it is there somewhere um, but that's that's Richie Egan live from Almo uh, album is out uh, tomorrow um, so that is called 9k high volume one so as he said sounds like there's more volumes on the way um, yeah um, that's really it from us this week we're yeah. we're not gonna we're not gonna keep it too long um, I've been watching a lot of Twin Peaks lately as yeah. I said there and uh, I'm really enjoying the uh, those November nights are good for for uh, uh, visitors to uh, the Black Lodge and the White Lodge and Twin Peaks Falls. So, oh my yeah, God! Just saying really the lovely. Black Lodge and the oh, I I just immediately <laughs> felt cozy there. I, I need I need to do a rewatch. Um, yeah, yeah I'm go- I'm going to watch that. Um, White Lotus is that what it's called? Everyone, oh yeah, I've seen the, the first season thing. of that, and I'd like to watch the second one. Yeah, it's good, yeah. is it? Yeah, I like the first one. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, easy watch. Okay. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I think I'll 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 get on that. But um I'll yeah. have some books and stuff to to recommend uh at the end of the month, definitely. Ooh, yeah. But I'm, um I'll keep yeah, you stumped for I'm, the minute. I'm finishing uh Crying in H Mart. Um, oh, I still Chippy's haven't Breakfast. read it. Mm. Uh, book it's brilliant so we'll talk about that at a later okay date. Uh, do you know what really i'll re- I'll read it before the end of the month and we can have a chat about it we can Lovely. have a little book club yeah and we have bono's book to read as well i mean oh like, my god i i, I was so worried it. i got a um so i get the books kind of 
couriered to me the ones that you know that I, I need to review over the next kind of like month or six weeks or whatever and I knew Bono's book was was coming soon and I do tend to for, for the business post I do tend to kind of review a lot of musician autobiographies or biographies and I was like that Bono book's gonna arrive I'm telling you now it's gonna arrive and it didn't <laughs> thank god <laughs> I was just dreading the idea of reading it um I don't hate Bono or anything but I just I do not want to read what he has to say for 300 and odd pages um so would you listen to a podcast or, or uh, an audiobook book? yeah mm. I think that feels like the right way to to hear yeah, that book, you know? I think so. No, do, do, what, what I want is um, like a four hour long you talking you two to me episode about the book. That's, <laughs> well, that's, that's the format. That's definitely coming. That's, definitely <laughs> that's coming. the format through which I want to experience that piece of literature. <laughs> and I'm at the point where I might like I, I, I'm considering like tweeting celebrities to ask them to do it like like at Adam Scott. Would you please do this? Um, but yeah, that's. I, I think how Bono would want us to read it. Um, it's what so, Bono yeah. would want, yeah. For yeah. Sure. Um, I did listen to the episode of Celebrity Memoir Book Club. I don't know if you know that podcast. Um, no. It's, it's quite popular, but they uh, they read celebrity memoirs. Um, it's some of them cringe, some of them ghostwritten, some of them good. But um, obviously Matthew Perry has been in the news recently because of some kind of you know controversial things that he's written in in his autobiography and i listened to the episode about that um which was very good and very enlightening and i now don't have to read that book so um uh yeah shout out to that podcast a very good podcast jen, jen gannon put me on it because she's always tweeting about it um so also <laughs> shout podcast out to from memoirs who knew yeah yeah <laughs> jen jen has the best uh podcast re- recommendations she's she's great so um yeah get on it if that's if that's your kind of thing perfect all right okay well we won't keep you any longer than we need to this week that is it from us uh chat to you again next week bye bye Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.